And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. And for tonight's podcast episode, I have my good friend Charlie with me, and along with me, I have Jason Pitts, the director of Alone. Then I have Marilyn with me. Say hello to everyone, Marilyn. And then I have Samantha with me. Say hello to everybody. And and this is actually going to be a one-on-one interview slash spoiler review for Alone. This is the independent film directed by Jason Pitts. And Charlie and I actually had the privilege to go ahead and review this film a couple of weeks ago and everything. We winded up loving it. We invited Jason and also to Marilyn and Samantha on the show, and they agreed to do so. So I appreciate that so much. So let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, So, Jason, my first question for you is this. How long have you been directing movies? What was the whole... Here's the thing. I'm always curious about what made you say, hey, look, I want to be a director. I want to go ahead and do this for the rest of my life. What inspired you? I know you're a huge horror film fan and everything, too, with Jason Voorhees and stuff like that. I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, um, it it was exactly that, watching uh, horror films in the 80s, uh, especially... The drive-in experience at night, um, uh, the projectors running and the cars, just that environment was always really creepy and uh, I loved it. And I saw countless horror films at the drive-in growing up and I just fell in love with it and that's what I wanted to do. That's great, man. That's really great. As a matter of fact, I know they have something that you want to announce, though, too, tonight. And I want to I want you to be able to have the floor real quick to announce the big news for your movie. I just want to say I'm excited for y'all. You guys earned it. So go ahead. And yeah, so um, about 30 minutes before this uh, interview started, I got word that Alone was selected for the 25th uh, film festival. Um in our festival run so far. So number 25 is in the books. It is the uh, Rocky Mountain Festival. So that's congratulations to all 'all. y'all. All all y'all did an excellent job with it and things like that. I'm I'm just ecstatic for you guys because you guys earned it. You guys have done a lot with this. I just want to say that congratulations. Thank you so Um, much. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you. You're, you guys are very welcome anytime because I'm I'm actually I really do mean that from the bottom of my heart. You guys have done really great with your work. Um, but now my next question is for Marilyn. I, and I'm just kind of curious here. Like, what made you uh, sign on for a loan and everything? What was like the go-to with a loan? I know that you guys have been working together for years and stuff like that, but. I was, uh, here's the thing, your character made me very curious about her. I'm going to say that. That's the curiosity of your character. The background of her, mm-hmm. of her of your character was really great, to be honest with you. Because I'm like, okay, there's just something up with this woman that I understand that she's trying to be mm-hmm. someone that cares about this woman and that wants to help her. But I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. This woman's a little too nice, but... <laughs> Well, thank you very much on that because that was my goal. (laughs) (laughs) Something's wrong with this woman, but you you don't really know. But um, uh, the thing that maybe I wanted to sign on with this is mostly um, talking with Jason. And then um, he gave me an opportunity, of course, to look at the script asked me to sign on. And I love horror movies too, by the way. It's, it's my favorite genre, and um, if you think about some great uh, female characters who have been not so nice, 
um, that's, I just, I couldn't pass it up. I just, there was no way I was going to do that. I don't blame you because I have to say your role was really great. Uh, I mean, you had that really nice uh, next door neighbor kind of feel to it where it's like, hey, I want to help you. I've seen that you've been abused by this person, uh, by somebody. I've been there myself. So let me help you by taking care of you taking care of you but anyways <laughs> but, but you know that was just something that gravitated towards me i was like uh you know i it's like going into a small town and you see somebody you know they're in trouble small town people we are always the type of people that want to take care of everybody and that's what i got from this this that's the kind of feel that i got from it it's like you know what this is a small town this is a small neighborhood everybody pretty much knows each other so this woman just wants to take care of this other person and doesn't want her to be alone or anything like that because she doesn't know what this woman is actually capable of on her own and everything. And the worst thing is to be alone. So that's what I got from that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's Patty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sort of. Right. With some extra motives behind it, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, you know, um, I definitely love that. And then the opening scene with Samantha and everything was really great too. Um, I have to say this, you did a really good job too, Samantha, with playing the role of Cat. I thought you did really good with it, especially when you go, it's leading into the hotel and everything. I love the camera angle, by the way, Jason, how you actually yeah. have the camera angles in this. It's perfectly laid out. There's some mystery behind this character. You don't quite know where it's going until it actually happens, which is something that I admire about directors and stuff like that. I look at camera angles. I'm a, I'm a big fan yeah. of camera angles because it actually tells the story of the character and people don't realize how much of an importance it is for someone for storytelling when it comes down to camera angles. And, you know, I just want to say you did an excellent job with the character of cat. And then of course, when, you know, you wind up waking up and just take the hundred dollars from the guy from the yeah. back sheriff. Here's the thing. I forgot what the sheriff's name was, so I'm just calling. going to call him douchebag uh, sheriff. That's what I'm going to be calling him. So, I like Officer Barbarady. His, his name was. Uh, we never we never say it, uh, but if you get a close up, there's a close up of his driver's license and a uh, little bit of his backstory. His name is actually Brock. First name Brock, last name Lee. So his name is Brock Lee. So this guy, this guy grew up. Uh, going through elementary school and part of junior high, just getting teased on about his name constantly. Um, and so one day uh, at the end of junior high and high school, he just decided he wasn't going to take any more crap. He was gonna be a man, man and he was just going always going to be, uh, you know, the big badass. So. Um, right. It's kind of like the town, right, the town victim becoming yeah. the bully pretty much by yeah. abusing the law, abusing yeah. the uh, badge, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely understand that, you know, because I've seen, uh, get this, I see this all the time in my town and everything too, with some yeah. people and stuff like that too. So it's very relatable. Um, but yeah, Samantha, my question is this, like what got you into the role of this character? What helped you prepare for that character to play somebody that is being abused verbally, not only verbally, but mentally though too, to go through that whole entire stage of the fact that, okay, this guy throws you out and then you're winding up having to figure out a way to cover up your scar and then try and find a way to get out of this town. So how did you prepare yourself for a scene like that? 
Um, unfortunately, with this movie and this character, uh, it was pretty much exactly kind of how I grew up. So it was very easy to get into this character. It was something I was very used to. It was uh, it wasn't really hard. I just pretended I was young again, and then I just have to remind myself that it's acting. Um, but just it it wasn't as hard as it it looks. Um, it's very easy to play victim, especially being a female. Uh, you watch enough TV and stuff. You just you just play the victim and. I mean, for me, it was easy. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, that was um, something I was very used to growing up. So it was like a blast from the past. I gotcha. And, you know, I just have to say this. The makeup that they did on you was really good. It was very spot on. It was. It was, to be honest with you, I'm like, okay, she's going to need more than peroxide and alcohol for this one. She's going to need an incision kit. <laughs> And yeah. So, uh, but one you know, the, you mean? Oh, go on ahead. The awards that we have won was actually for best hair and makeup. So, you guys deserved it, to be honest with you, because the makeup department did a very good job with it. And uh, yeah, that's really know, rough. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, and then of course you meet up with Patty, and then you, and here's the thing. When you guys are in the car together, and she and my favorite thing is when Patty jokes about when because even I thought that was about to go dark with this woman, right? I thought that it was going to go where she killed her husband, and then she goes, "No, I got a divorce." I'm like, "Yeah, that was great, <laughs> right?" I'm like, "Nah, you probably killed him. <laughs> he probably, he probably yeah. Down the stairs and, oh, he tripped over his own feet and broke his own neck." <laughs> I love but, that know. part. <laughs> yep, and she did. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that, I just that's why was, Jason and I talked about that, and I'm like, yeah, she took him out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that whole sequence was funny. It's like how he like started out like, oh, the honeymoon phase. I just thought that the banner between you two towards the end was like, you guys are in a marriage. <laughs> We talked about like mm -hmm. you, you started out great. I'm like, can we get something to eat? Sure, we'll get something to eat. I'm like. I didn't want to get something to eat. Why'd you make me do it or whatever? It's just I just thought the banner towards the end of it was kind of funny. He's like, "Yep, they're, they're talking like they did, they're talking about getting out of like relationships, and they were really in one." <laughs> you see, with me, I was thinking of the longer lines of like a road trip where you're just getting tired of being with someone for long periods of time on a long road trip. It was like, "Yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and pull over for you to eat." <laughs> After all, I don't want to eat, but you want to eat. So how selfish of me for <laughs> So that's what I got out of it. I got, you know, it's just like you're stuck because here's the thing. We don't know exactly where Patty's actually taking her or how far away from this town actually is or anything like that either. So that's also another thing I was wondering. I'm like, how far away is this other town in? How far away is this restaurant that they that's how long have they been driving? Stuff like that. That was right. something that was more actually, that was, that was it, was actually it was actually cut out of mm -hmm. I think it was in their original script, but somewhere along the line it got cut. I don't remember exactly where. Um, but after uh, she she falls asleep or she's she's drugged and she right. passes out. There's a there was there was a scene where she woke up again and saw uh, some uh Road signs. I 49 or something like that. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, some road signs indicating that they were heading back the way that they came. 
Yeah. So Patty actually drives her back to the town. Where I live. Where she lives, yeah. Yes. On a back road. Yes. Yes. On a back road. The well, the well is 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 just outside of Patty's house, and she lives in the same town that uh, the movie started in. So she drove and then came back. That somewhere along the line, that got cut out of the script because I thought it was just too confusing. But I don't remember exactly when she did it. But it, uh, you see, though, that's what works for me though is the fact that we don't know how far yeah. she's driving or how long yeah. they've been on the road. So that's to me, I think that was a smart thing with with that because we don't quite know where she's going or if she, why if she took her back to the town or not or anything like that either. So that's something that worked for me and everything to be honest with you. And then also too, my favorite part is when they're inside that uh, inside the diner and they're eating and Patty just looks mm-hmm. over and to this other family and just starts flipping out. I told you I didn't want to eat here. But no, you just had to go in and drag me in here because I and everything because you were hungry. But you know, but I, I was starting I do explain that, actually. I mean, I did not want to do that. And I told her I did not want to do that. But okay, if you watch the sunset with me, we'll do it. And then after I see the family, and yes, I flip out. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then I go back to Kat and I'm like, this is not what I wanted to do. That was exactly what I did not want to see. And here's why. And yeah. I, see, I, I, mm. But Kat and I have a relationship. We do. Right. And I love Kat. Mm. Patty loves Kat. I love Kat. I love Sam. <laughs> yes. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> that's a big thing. <clears throat> For Patty, that's like a new thing, I think. The relationship between Patty and Kat was a little bit different from previous other but yeah um but yeah i i thought that was actually pretty neat there's like a little bit of mystery element to that family it's like okay i'm wondering if this family recognizes her or the fact that we also see the missing people so i was like maybe that's linked to that family so i'm doing this whole entire thing i look like csi doing all these (laughs) (laughs) have this big old huge uh, red marks going everywhere, trying to figure out how all this matches up and everything and things like that, doing a whole entire speculation piece, which so, I, I always do. The missing people on the posters are not connected to the family. No. They're oh, wow. They're connected to Patty. Okay. That, that's Okay, I like that twist. I'm going to be honest with you. Yep. I love that twist. <laughs> Because, you know, you would think that it was all the missing families and stuff like that with their kids and everything, right? Yeah. So I definitely love that. I love that whole entire aspect now, even more. Because now there's that little surprise, too. So that's even a surprise for me. So that's something I appreciate. Awesome. Um, I had a question for all you guys. Since you guys were filming this, what was it like to film during a pandemic, to be honest? Since oh. COVID, that, I, that, that's the question oh. I want to know. How was it? Because each one's di- – each stu- – each sets different i just wanted to know what was it like it was definitely a challenge um we uh we uh before we started filming i i got a uh covid safe set certified and i took a big class or an online class about it and i have a certificate around here somewhere but um and we uh we did Mm -hmm. our best to abide by all the rules uh that they laid out um 
if you weren't on camera, everyone was required to have their masks on. I had uh, probably about two dozen bottles of uh, hand sanitizer around the set. Uh, we had uh, Clorox wipes mm-hmm. that we wiped everything down with as much as we could. So uh, we did it about as safe as we possibly could. And as far as I know, it worked. Nobody, nobody, uh, nobody involved in it got sick. Nope. Yeah. That's great, though. I'm always wondering about stuff like that, too, myself and things like that, you know. Um, but, yeah, thanks for answering that. I was always you talked, um You were talking about how you were filming this, um, and that's why I wanted to know um, um, how, what was it like to um, do that. And then another question in the chat was, how much did it cost you to film this? Um, everyone was um... – gracious enough to work for free for credit um uh, the entire cast the entire crew um i paid uh i had a little bit of a fundraising thing before we uh before we filmed um i raised about fifteen hundred dollars and about a hundred of it went to special effects like the makeup and stuff like that uh 50 of it went to buying uh like the hand sanitizer and stuff like that. And the rest of it went to food and hotel rooms to, for everyone when they came into town. Nice. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Um, because here's the thing. People don't realize the production value on everything that you have to pay the direct, uh, pay everybody and stuff like that, too, to be there. And a lot of upkeep with the whole entire hotel rooms and stuff like that, too. You know, so, you know there's a lot that actually has to go into your budget and everything too. My question is this, like when you go into your mm-hmm. budget and everything, like how much goes into your planning as far as doing a film like this? Do you have, do you actually run, run out of funds and what do you do after you run out of funds? Do you have to go on ahead and do another type of GoFundMe or how do you do that? Well, it depends if you're, if you're in the middle of shooting and you run out of funds, uh, <laughs> you're pretty much, down to the last resort, which is probably the credit card. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, like if if you have some time before production, then yeah, another round of uh, fundraising is probably the best best bet. But I, I definitely um, would advise not to use the credit card at all. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And, all right. There's a funny story about that about like um, a director I think for a movie came out in the '90s called Samurai Cop, in which they didn't have a lot of funds, so they couldn't afford clothing. So they had to wear their own clothes. Couldn't afford doors. So that, and then so one of the main the main star has, has this long hair, and then the director tells him we ran out of money. So it was like, okay, guy shaves his head. After he shaves his head, the director tells him, "What are you talking about? What did what, you do that for? We got more money." He, he's wearing this horrible wig. <laughs> Um, and then, like, um, at my, my film classes, I learned about the Kickstarters and pretty much, like, the funding to it about, like, if you don't raise your goal, um, you don't keep the money. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but I, I, that is thought I should mention that like, there's a director that lost money, like, lost, like, ran out of money, guy shaved his head, and I thought it was a pretty funny story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of things can happen when you run out of money, that's for sure. Hey, Bill. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? That's good. 
this is a new experience for me. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the show. Um, but yeah, um, you're very welcome. So, um, my question is this, like what, for, for you, Bill, what, what did you do for the set and everything? That's something I was wondering about. For the set? Yeah. I do nothing. Just, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm a friend with, uh, Samantha on Facebook and it just brought this up. So I just thought I'd check it out. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, so let's, okay. It's not a problem. I can, I yeah, <laughs> it's not a problem. It's okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Uh -oh. Sorry, I. <laughs> it's okay, Samantha. It's fine. I have no idea who that is. I okay, have I no idea who because... that is. It's okay. It's okay. I was. It's cool. I thought it was with you. No, I thought he was with you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways. Um... No. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. Um, so anyways, uh, so my question is, uh, for, uh, Marilyn though, too, is this, um, when, my question is this, how long have you been actually doing acting and stuff like that? Um, recently. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I did acting. I was with uh, Bobby Ball uh, Agency in Phoenix, but I was still pretty young. And then uh, I took Life Happened, and I took a different road. And then I was on True Detective uh, just as background actor, and I loved it so much. I went, I got to do this. And so what was that, 2018, 19? is when it came out mm -hmm. and that's pretty much how long I've been actively pursuing it. Uh, that's awesome to be honest with you. Uh, I'm actually happy that you are picking up a way of actually doing acting and stuff like that because like I said you are really talented when it comes down to acting and your abilities is really outstanding to be honest with you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I'm just wondering, for the role of Patty, did you have to do any type of improv or anything like that? or? Uh, not too much. I think we all stuck to the script pretty well. But um, I did have conversations with Jason. And uh, Jason said, don't worry about it too much. You know, just get that psychological feeling across. And Sam helped me uh, a ton. And the guy that plays Brock, uh, Clayton, um, he's actually the one that like kind of threw a loop into what my fans were <laughs> because he does like to do some improv and he changed <clears throat> up the scene for me a bit. I don't know if that happened to you, Sam, but it did for me, but it was okay. Um, okay. It, was, it was really good. And I think it really improved that one scene with, with Brock and me. That's great. That, that's pretty cool. Um, because here's the thing. When it came down to that one scene where you end up throwing Cat into the trunk and then also too, when the sheriff comes in and everything, I'm like, okay, there is some hope. Then all of a sudden we see douchebag sheriff. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to end well. No. <laughs> because yeah. uh, was like a little small smidgen of hope. And then all of a sudden I'm like, she he no. looks at the purse. He looks back at her. Have a good night, ma'am. And then yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's why I call him Officer Barbary because he's like, 
Okay, move along. Nothing to see. Like, <laughs> like, he just walks away. It's like, um, Jason, when you're talking about him growing up, it just reminds me of the sequence in uh, Harold and Kumar, Get Away Castle, talking about like when uh, I think uh, the Kumar character is going off on the cop. I'm like, you were probably a jock in high school and you'd, you'd be bullied <laughs> and you don't work out well. And he's like, huh, how can I get back at people? Oh, that's right, I'll be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remind me that that, that one right. so much. But yeah, I'm, just, I'm calling him Officer Barber. He's like, move along, nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, Clayton, Clayton was very intimidating, by the way, and he's not at all like that. I mean, he's the sweetest guy, <laughs> and uh, he's yeah, crazy. right, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> not me i mean i i mean he's but yes yes in in certain ways yeah i guess he can be <laughs> that's, well his that's just character how much was very scary to me <laughs> yeah that's true <clears throat> his character was scary to be honest with you someone that can actually use their body to overpower a woman and then also too just to throw that person on the ground and everything like she's nothing and then treat her like nothing mm -hmm. but you can definitely tell he was invested yeah. in that role he did a really good job with that and and you also did a very good job too and he Samantha, did to be honest with you thank you but he did he did well. he did very well and i told him i said don't don't be easy on me don't don't Give me that little girl push. I want you to really push me. I, and Jason, at the first take we did of that scene, Jason was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, like that's – I do my own stunts. Come on now. <laughs> but, no, I told I, – I told Clayton, I said, don't, don't be easy on me. You push me. I want it to be real. I want it to look real. I'm really into the whole I want it to look real thing. And it was it was a lot of fun. That's that's cool though. I'm glad that you were able to do your own stunt and everything. And I actually did feel like it hurt, <laughs> to be honest with you, whenever you fell down. So it, I never felt a thing of being put against the door, <laughs> falling down on the concrete, or nothing. It was it was nothing to me at all. I wanted it to look good. You did make it look good because if you could make me look like I hurt, you did a good job. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> kudos to you, to you for doing that, to be honest with you. Um, my other thing, though, too, is this, too. I'm going to ask I'm going to ask the same question I asked Marilyn, though. How long have you been doing this, Samantha? Um, well, I once I was a little kid, I always wanted to be an actress. I always thought of myself being an actress, and I always got these lead roles and these big theater productions. But then nothing ever happened. And then in 2015, I got to be a part of God's Not Dead 2. And then um, me and the director became very close, very good friends. And then he kept me on for a while. And then I just, it, it kind of boomed and spiraled from there. So it was constantly something. Right after that, it was a commercial. And then it was a movie that I auditioned for and got a supporting lead, and then it's just been movies, TV shows, a lot of that after that. So 2015 was probably my big, my my start of it. That's awesome, though, because I know auditioning can be nerve-wracking, too, to be honest with you. Mm. It's like, okay, there's yes. three or four other people being, um, being discovered for that role. How do I land this role, and how do I make them remember me? Is the big thing that three you're going or four? Your there's head. usually like 
Like, well, I'm just exaggerating. Hundreds. I know there's more. <laughs> yeah, there's hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it can be intimidating. I'm I'm not gonna lie. That that can actually be really intimidating because like, how do I get these mm -hmm. people to remember me? What's the big standout for me right. to make to put my marker on this mm -hmm. bill here to where I can make myself stand out? And and then also too, there's Absolutely. also the anxiety of not sure if you're gonna get this role or not. And then they tell you, oh, you did such a great yes. job and everything. And then you know, you go through, here's the thing. I know that I couldn't be an actor or anything like that because the anxiety level through me, I'll be like, I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. I'll be like, okay, I need to call them. Did I do a good job? Did I do it? <laughs> but my, I'll be, my anxiety be through the roof, to be honest with he you. He can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just joking with you. But seriously, though, um, the my anxiety level be through things. So I give you guys huge commitment and kudos for being an actor actress as a director and stuff like that to be able to face those anxieties in you to do what you guys do but it's fun yeah, yeah. you gotta think of it you gotta think of it as uh, my thing is i love acting i love being someone other than who i am i love taking on a different persona i love pretending to be somebody i'm not i love interacting just acting like you're somebody else and so when you audition and stuff like that, too, that's what you got to do, because there are so many famous, I mean, big famous actors and actresses that have auditioned a hundred times and been turned down. And then finally, mm -hmm. hundred and something roll, and then they nail it. And then suddenly now they're so big, you know their name, just saying it. It, it takes a lot and it takes a lot of yeah. patience, but it, you got to have fun. You got to have fun along with it. Otherwise, you'll get frustrated and quit, but you have Definitely. to enjoy it and want to uh, be able to, to get it actually, but my opinion. Exactly. <laughs> Fun is what it's all about. Right. Yeah. That I have to agree. Because if you're not having yeah. fun with it or anything like that, or you're just, yeah. right, exactly. And also too, like you said, becoming the other character, letting yourself disappear and letting yourself become that character is the big turnout Yes. and everything. Yes. Uh, let's see here. And you have Jenna to have the asks, connection with other actresses, too. That's true. That's very true. Let's see here. Jenna says this, asks this, with the success of this film, are there plans for future films with the same crew? Yes. Uh, we're yes. actually filming um, the sort of sequel uh, to our own. It's called Masquerade. Our last day of filming is this Sunday. Yes. And I hope to be doing this mm -hmm. In about four to five months. <laughs> That's great, man. And also, too, my, my question is, here's the thing. My question is for you, though, Jason. Like, the role of the director is to get the best out of your actors or actresses. And what is, how do you get them set up for, the, for these roles that you have them play in and everything? That's a tough question. Um, these particular act, actresses and actresses, I didn't have to do a lot of work. Um, uh, we had several discussions about about the characters and the backstory and the motivations of these characters, and I think, I think, uh, I think once that is clear and that that uh, what I want from 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 that and what is portrayed um, in their performances, if it's built on who these people are, um, then a lot of that other stuff comes naturally. If, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Right. So a lot of a lot of my focus was on that, like just talking to them about about their relationships, the backstory and motivations of, of these of these characters. Um, and and they did all the work. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I couldn't be happier with it. And the, it's a very similar um, situation with with the film I'm shooting now, Masquerade. Um, the, the, act, the actors that we have on that are, are phenomenal as well. Um, there have been a couple times where uh, I was like the, the line didn't have exactly what I was looking for. And I was like, hey, try it this way. Or, or I, I reminded them like, like what that character was feeling in this moment. And then they, and then they would nail it. So yeah, it, it's That's great. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that did. I do appreciate that. But yeah, here's the thing, though. Like, I know that it can be hard and everything on the set and things like that. But what would be, like, the hardest thing that you've ever done on on a set? Well, so far, uh, in my experience, the hardest the hardest things haven't come from getting the performances from the actors. It's, it's come from un, unforeseen circumstances and obstacles yes. uh, getting what we need. Uh, the biggest example I have for alone was in the, uh, um, in the gas station scene, uh, the owner of the gas station was supposed to be there, but that morning he had some kind of medical emergency and was in the hospital. So he wasn't there. And, um, Mm -hmm. the music in the gas station was playing and we needed it off. Um, because it, cause continuity yeah. errors, right? Like a right. being in, in one shot and then you cut to another shot. You, you hit, there's time to set up for that. Uh, by the time you get rolling on the second shot, it's a different song, right? So right. it wouldn't make sense. So we needed, we needed this music off and we had no way of getting into the office because he had the key. So it was a major, major problem. Uh, we actually took the... Uh, speaker covers off and stuffed it with shirts to muffle the sound and mm-hmm. it worked. And I'm pretty sure our sound guy's shirt is still up in the roof. Of that. Sorry, I was going to say, Jason, when you think about it, that is our second problem with the second movie. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And in music. Fact, yeah. Last weekend, um, we're shooting on location for masquerade. Yeah. Uh, in fact, just like what, two days ago, this happened Sunday. Yep. And, yes. And yes. Uh, uh, there's a neighbor <laughs> We're we're outside. There's, it's a big scene. There's a ambulance. Uh, there's a cop car. We got paramedics there, a lot going on. And this neighbor uh, who has problems with the homeowner of the house that we're shooting at, um he just decides that he wants to be a jerk to these people all the time he brings his uh stereo Mm -hmm. speakers sets them on his front porch and blasts the music um yes and i i even went over there and talked to him i was like hey man you mind or my assistant director went over there and talked to him and it didn't work Mm -hmm. it it worked turned it up higher and then got in the car and left (laughs) with the music yes left it blaring It was horrible. <laughs> I would have to say that is a horrible experience. You know, you don't have anybody that wants to be inconsiderate and everything considered towards you guys on what you're trying to do. Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. So- Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
No, no, I'm sorry. It's delayed, so I feel like I don't realize I'm interrupting you. But no, originally we went and asked the guy to, um, it told him what we were doing, tried to offer him stuff, you know, and he has, and you know, he was very rude and said, no, this is my house. He then went inside his house, brought his speakers outside and then blared it. And then he left, which makes it to me 10 times worse. Yeah, yeah it was, it was bad. So what we ended up doing is we ended up shooting the scene. And then we went inside mm-hmm. and did ADR, and they had the actors dub over their own own lines, which was kind of difficult, but it worked out. It'll be fine. It was. <laughs> wow, I, I'm that gonna is... take your word for it, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really bad. <laughs> but I'm glad that you managed to find a way to move around that yeah. and everything. But that that still sucks, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah we had you a know. lot. That day, and yep. had to change it on the fly. You know, that's what you got to right. do. You got to just uh, you can't you can't freak out. You can't get mad because that doesn't mm. help anything. No. So you take a deep breath and then you uh, just go through your options, and then you tell your team what you're going to do, and then they, you know, we do it together and get through it. So, right, it's all about readjusting, coming up with the best solution possible. And be as patient as you can with it and then seeing what the outcome is and everything. So, yeah, definitely if you wind up being angry and everything and stuff like that, everybody on the set's going to be uncomfortable and things like that. And you want the actors and actresses to be as safe and also to be as comfortable as possible. So I totally understand that. You have to be cool. I was was pretty angry. (laughs) Yeah. He was one of the loader guys. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy <laughs> I really was I really was it was bad but let's see um, there's also something else that I wanted to ask Marilyn though too with the role of Patty and stuff like that I love the origin story of Patty to be honest with you where it was like she was a nurse and things like that but I was also kind of curious though too was this did um did you actually have to study anything with being a nurse or anything like that to get you set up into the role? Or was that something that just came natural? Um, uh, no, I really didn't. Uh, but I will add that um, my mom is in an assisted living facility. And so uh, I see what the people there, uh, what they do and how they care for the elderly. And um, uh, I really appreciate everything that they do. And uh, I think that Patty really wanted to be a nurse like that in a a home like that to help people, but then some things happened. And I think that's where, that's kind of where the twist comes in. I think that she had, she had some issues and, it triggered some things in her. So I guess I didn't really study anything. I just have experience with my mom being in a facility like that. That's good though. Uh, you were able to do a, some small improv there to where you can actually say, trying to have that little bit of caring towards somebody that you just met and to be able to be a, be a caregiver towards somebody and have that little instinct that your mom gave you to, to help you with the character. So 
I admire that. That that's really awesome. So let's see here. Is there any more stuff that you're going to be doing in the future? I know that you're doing this other project, but is there anything else that you're going to be doing aside from that? Uh, right now, I got. Uh, let's see, we're finishing up Masquerade in October. I'm planning on shooting a uh, a fan film, a Jason Voorhees Friday the Thirteenth fan film. Uh, it's called Voorhees Night of the Beast. Uh, there is an Indiegogo if anyone listening would like to contribute. <laughs> um, and then also, um, I'm shoot, planning on shooting uh, the third uh, film in the Alone series next. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking at next March, early March, early to oh. mid March. Uh, it's Yay. called Lon- <laughs> called Lonely Echoes, and both uh, well, Patty will be back, um, <laughs> and. Um, I don't know about I don't know about Brock yet. I'm talking to him. I'm trying to get him back. But we'll see. I'm excited uh, for that. That's not coming back. <laughs> uh, but, but no, Sam, but masquerade. <laughs> Do we want to spoil that? Well, I mean, I'm I'm the twin. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm the, I am the twin sister in Masquerade, yeah. so I will be continuing in the next one as the twin sister. Okay. Right? That's no spoiler, yes. right? Yes. Kind of is, but it's all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's okay. Kat talks about her twin. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to stop. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, to, I was kind of guessing that, to be honest, what was going to be for the sequel. Most, most yeah. Of that, the trend. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Here's something I was wondering about, though, Jason. With, with you doing the documentary for Jason and everything, how, is there any type of studio rights or anything like that whenever you're going through something? Because I know right now, as far as the video game stuff goes and things like that, the video game company, they're in trouble with the people who actually own Jason Voorhees. So I'm just kind of curious, what do you have to go through as a director to set up something like for a fan type of film? So like it, that. It's, it's not a documentary. It's a fan film. It, right. It's um, going to be an actual um, narrative that takes place in between Jason um, takes Manhattan and Jason goes to hell. Now, if you're making a fan film, um, and you make it clear from the beginning that you're not doing it for profit and you don't want to make any type of money off of it. Um, and everything is transparent and you keep records showing that then you're in the clear. You're fine. They won't, they won't try to, uh, to see you or anything. Okay. Millions of, of Batman fan films and right. ghost. I mean, they're, they're Star everywhere. Trek and but yeah, Star Trek. Right. But the minute you start to monetize it, mm-hmm. then you're in trouble. Okay, because that's something that I was just kind of curious about. I wasn't sure how that worked. No, the so video that's game, the video game is monetizing it, right? The reason that they're in trouble is because there's currently a battle over the right of Jason, and they they have they had permission from one company, and then when the when the lawsuit took place, the other company is saying that they have rights to it, and they never got permission from the other company. It's actually a the original screenwriter Steve Miller, I think, and and uh, Sean Sean Cunningham are are fighting over it. Right. Okay. 
that's something that I was just curious about because I've seen fan stuff before and things like that. So I wasn't sure how they, how directors and fan people that are fans of the, of certain genres and stuff like that, how that actually works. Mm-hmm. And because I know that it can go good one way, but bad the other way. But as long as you're not monetizing it, as long as you're not showing that you're trying to copy what they do and everything, you're fine with it, that they're fine with it. Right. So, okay. All right. <laughs> So, with that being said, is there anything else that you want to cover, Charlie? Is there anything? Um, you want to I was ask? about to ask him about the uh, what was it like to film the ending, since this is technically a spoiler review. About the, <laughs> the well scene or the after credits ending scene? Well, we'll start with the well scene, then we'll go to the uh, the the post credit sequence, but because that so, well scene um, so, was intense. So <laughs> the well scene uh, was very difficult, actually, because it was like four in the morning. Everyone was tired. We had been shooting all day. And poor Marilyn d- drugged Sam like <laughs> ten times. And I-, I felt so horrible. Oh, Make- I'll, making I'll her do Jason. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I wanted to help her so bad. Like, here, let me help you no, drag my no, body. No, it was fine. <laughs> and I grunted more than I really needed to because you know I was supposed to be elderly and all that kind of stuff. So. I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it was in the morning when we got done. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. It was very <laughs> tiring, yeah. Um, it looked great. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of uh, constructive criticism over my choice to have the gurgling last so long. But uh, <laughs> I really wanted I it told to be- That was not me. By the way, I would like everyone to know yeah. that that long gurgling was not me. That was their special. I did it a short little bit. Special effects added in. I actually objected to the long. Once I seen it, I was like, oh, no, this is not. I told it, oh, no, should have cut. No. <laughs> I mean, that was that was a creative choice that I made, and personally, I love it because I wanted it to be as uncomfortable as possible. I wanted to be like I wanted yeah. to really show that that a death like this takes a long time, and and that noise of her choking for I think it I think it's actually like a minute or so, even maybe even a little bit longer, is very unnerving. And I watch people during the you know the the screenings and stuff, and it's it's hard for people to sit through. And I think I think I really think it's mostly due to that choice of having that choking that long. Um, the singing I I think is awesome. Uh, that was Marilyn. Marilyn picked a song. I, I suggested she sing something, and then once once she picked the song, and we got to the point where we were doing the uh, score, I said, "Hey, uh, I told I told the uh, composer." I said, why don't you do something kind of cool with uh, Hush Little Baby? And if you listen really close in the uh, at the beginning of the um, restaurant scene, it's there's like Hush Little, like he he really played with it at, in the restaurant mm. scene when you're when you're seeing the uh, uh, missing posters, which I loved. I thought it was a great touch. Mm. But well, Marilyn, during that whole sequence of this, that, that were you telling her like. Shh. Just it's okay. Just look at the sunset. It remind me of the Walking Dead sequence of when Carol shot the girl. Look at the pretty flowers. Yeah, look, look at the, the flowers. flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just kept getting so many vibes. Like I didn't. I I haven't. Like I stopped watching that show after season two. But I remember that moment in the show and the Walking Dead. It just got too weird. But 
hearing you like hearing the <laughs> look at the sunshine, like look at the sunset. I was like, yep, this is walking dead territory. <laughs> it's okay, honey. Just look at the yep. flowers. That, um, that was creepy. I, I mean, I was yeah, I just to be blindly honest, I'm not a horror fan at all. Like horror movies are not my favorite ones. I don't like I'm this one, like I said, I enjoyed this one, but there's very few horror movies that actually have me entertained. Um, and like, or that yeah. I actually want to watch. I don't like, um, John made me do a trailer reaction to a horror movie. And I was like, and it's not crazy, like, no, no. Um, the last horror movie I watched was Freaky. That's the Vince Vaughn and, uh, Catherine Newton with the body swap. Oh, great yeah. movie. That was great. Um, and again, it was a horror movie, but it didn't feel like horror. Like I, I, I don't watch horror movies, but I got the references in it. But like I said, I mean, this was like, this is like a different type of horror that I can, I, I enjoy, but I mean, I gotta admit that ending was creepy. And then the post credit scene I was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that post credit scene, to be honest with you, when I see the little girl, I'm like, no, 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 and then it's private. I'm like, and then the parents are just looking. And then it ended like, it's like, wait, what? what, what what's happening? Yeah. That was the intent. Yeah. Right. Jason, yeah. somebody suggested to you to, to have me let her go. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, I a, said, lot of, a lot of people are like, Patty needs to No, her. I'm like, no, Patty would not let her go. Nope. There's no way Patty would let her go. No. Um, definitely Patty not. wants mm-hmm. to save her. And that's how she would do it, is take her away. Mm-hmm. Patty's going to need a bigger right. well, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's going to need a bigger... Instead of a bigger boat, it's like, I need a bigger well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. Um, I cannot that, that wait part. till all this gets to where I have... To what I have in my in my head. Uh, and for for everyone who has has seen this movie and and liked it as much as you guys because you guys aren't the only ones there's been several people and, i loved uh, it man can't thank you guys enough and i cannot thank you yeah thank you're welcome. i can't wait to to i mean we're gaining fans by the day and i can't awesome. wait to get to the point where you guys see what we have coming because nice. we can't either to be honest with you jason i've i've told i've told patty i mean i've told i've told Marilyn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've told Marilyn what I have in mind, especially for Lonely Echoes, the third one, and uh, um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited right. to see where the goes. Will Patty get sent? Like, get like, will somebody get justice for Patty? Or what? I, just, I don't know. I'm you know, excited to see where this goes. <laughs> me too. And you know what, though, man, I wanted to actually say this to you before we sign off, though, too, mm-hmm. is the fact that I felt like this had like a little bit of Tales from the Crypt kind of vibe to it mixed in with yeah. some of uh some of the 90s kind of flavor horror miniseries that we used to get yeah which i was eating that up all the way through the movie and everything because it, the way the camera angles were the way that it has that authentic kind of sh- film shooting style felt mm-hmm. like 90s to me it it sounded like 90s to me which i, I was just eating on, up i grew up on tales from the crypt so heavily influenced by it <laughs> heavily influenced by misery um oh nice i love stephen king i don't know if you guys caught it but yes uh, oh. her character even says some of the same verbiage that kathy bates did she at one point she calls brock mr man and refers yep. to some other people mm-hmm. as a, a dirty bird yep 
Yes, I caught, the dirty I caught a few birds of was the big one. <laughs> Got the the uh, homage to Poltergeist in there with the little girl. She turns and says, "They're here." When she's talking about her parents. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got the yeah. same, same haircut. Yeah. Um, yeah. What effects did you use for the well sequence after when they scan over the well and you see the acid boiling? What was the effects used for that in the well? I was, just, I was like, well, I was like, whoa, okay, that was. Uh, that, that was more intensity on that scene, but it's like just the emphasis on the well. I thought that was really cool, but the inside of it—that's that's the big question. Everything, everything that you see inside the well is was there except for the skull. Uh, oh, okay. This it was exactly like that. We had a flashlight, we shined it down the well, and got that shot. Nice. And then, and everything except for the skull is is exactly what what we saw when we shot it. And then we just digitally impose the, the the skull that you see floating in the middle of it. Oh, nice. It worked out really well. I just want to say that. Just yeah. improvising the flashlight and everything was really great. The only the only the only the only thing that I think could have been better was the green screen in the car scene at uh, the the night driving on the passenger side. For so, something went went a little yeah. weird. There. It doesn't look right on on the driver side. On Patty's side, I think it looked okay, but something went funky on that side and i don't know yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't bad jason yeah i didn't no. notice anything. no it wasn't bad with... at all no. it really wasn't it wasn't anything you did so yeah to be honest with you man um i was mo mostly focused in on the characters to not even notice anything mm -hmm. else yeah. to be honest with you and that's the thing that i like is well, in, the enticing thing is the characters and the development of the characters that yeah. little small thing just didn't matter me at that you're point. all our worst critics so <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean it kind of, you guys you, the two of you guys had great chemistry throughout the whole movie and um and it's going to my comic being like john and i we did a review of the notebook a while back and i didn't think the chemistry between yeah. mcadams and uh, ryan gosling was there at all you guys had better chemistry than those two <laughs> well i, I give it was easy because Sam no. was awesome, and she helped me so much, and she kept encouraging me and helping me stay on track and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, and you know what? I, I could say the same thing or better with um, Erlen. She was the most amazing person. Where the chemistry was very easy. She was very, she was so in her character, and it was very easy to feel closer. And I actually fell in love with her, like for real. Like if I was Cat or me. I loved her to an extent, both character and personal. She yeah. was very easy. And I honestly, I would work with her again any day, any, any day. I love her. She was very easy. You guys were great. Any you guys day, like, definitely, you definitely showed on screen. Like you want to know, I'm like, okay. Like the, you, you knew the chemistry was like the butting the heads. That's, that's why I referenced the, the marriage. Cause it looked like it was like a marriage situation between the two of you guys. And then, um, and then all the way to the end, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Let's see. But this Patty is loves cats. So, you know. She loved cats. Yeah. <laughs> she loves cats. She was in her favor. She did. In her, own sick, in her own sick way, she really did love cat. And I yes. think cat actually felt... Got let, let that guard down a little bit, and I think Kat actually felt a bond with Marilyn. She started mm -hmm. to really, 
kind of let her guard down and really kind of understand her and kind of open up to her a little bit. I think in a way she mm-hmm. really, she really did start to feel very close to her. Yeah. She loved her and in when, a way, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And when you, when a uh, cat says, you know, um, I missed my mom and then you're holding me and I'm holding yeah. you. I'm like, yes, I'm your mom. Right. <laughs> yeah, she she was the mother figure, the first, yeah. Right, at that point. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. So. Yeah. Cat you know what though? Yeah. Patty has a little bit of innocence to her though. She kind of reminds me of Belle Skarsgård mm-hmm. from Stephen King's It, where she has those innocent eyes and it lures oh, people gosh. in oh, to where people no. <laughs> to wit- but here's the thing. Oh. She's able to lure people and she- in and just have their walls down to where you can trust her. And then out yeah, of nowhere. And then she drugs me. Anyway, <laughs> instead of drinking a tea full of blood, I drink a drug. We're talking about the original It, right? Right. Are we talking right. about the original get- Stephen King's It? Okay. Yeah, with a little old lady and she, she gets, yeah, and she's drink- yeah, and she drinks that little tea and she realizes it's blood. <laughs> She Marilyn Patty did the same thing to me, but she dropped the drink. <laughs> Evil thing. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. I loved it. It was, it, you're right. She did that to me, right? Or like the Legion, have you ever seen Legion? Yeah, yeah, where the little lady comes in there and she's, I'm not even gonna say what she says, but she's so cute right. and she's like, eh, and then yeah. I'm like, ah. And I'm like, oh crap! Yeah, I love that movie. The little lady coming in there, she's just, and she's like, yeah, you know, I won't say what she says and she curses, but no. I don't know about this, you know. Oh, but what she says, you're like, what the crap just happened right here? And then she starts climbing on the walls. That's Marilyn. That's Patty. That's what she. What? You want to do? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You, <laughs> you are referenced from two movies one. straight up. It and Legion. Right. <laughs> but let's see here. Uh, Jenna, anyway, you know. This is what Jenna has to say. Uh, thank you all for the passion and dedication to create enjoyable content for those of us less capable. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. You're and no, thank you for being a fan, and you're very welcome. Yeah. So I think that's everything that Charlie and I wanted to cover. Is there anything else you wanted to ask Charlie? Or no, I'm good. I think I asked it. Like I okay. got. The, I went okay. to. We was talking about the ending because we didn't okay. do it in the review. <laughs> no, <laughs> because <laughs> right, exactly. Because I was also wondering about the well scene and things like that too. So we covered everything that we wanted to cover. Um. Jason, where can everybody follow you at if they want to follow you on social media or anything like that? If you have anything open for you for people to follow you at or anything uh, like that, I'm a big Facebook guy, so just search me on Facebook and send me mm-hmm. requests. I I do have an Instagram and a Twitter. Um, I don't use them very much, but uh, I don't even know what the handles are. So if you want to find okay. me on those, you just have to Google me <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Just All right. <clears throat> okay. So, is there any other social media platforms that anybody can reach y'all on or anything like that? Um, or no? Okay. So, I'm with that Samantha being, oh. M. Shaw 1 on Facebook. 
That's about it. I have a page. Okay. So with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for the show. I appreciate Marilyn coming on. I appreciate Samantha coming on. And of course, Jason, For I appreciate this interview. This has been a fun interview. This has been great. Another thing too, guys, is do me a favor. Go ahead, hit that like button, smash that like button, smash that share button. Also too, you guys can donate to the page. How do you guys do that? How do you guys do that? That's simple. Just go ahead, click Below, there's actually some links there. Just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. Donate five to ten dollars just to show us some love. If you guys can't, that's perfectly fine too. We understand that the pandemic actually has everybody's uh, money in the wad and everything too in their pockets, so that's okay too. We do appreciate the love and support just by a simple like and a simple share. Also, too, if you guys want to follow us on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Pinterest as well, and it's the same brand name. You guys can also find an audio version of this podcast where you guys get your podcast from. Then, of course, you guys can also follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and John DeGorio8 on Twitter. You guys can also reach out to me at Movie Lovers uh, Unite at gmail.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Stereo at Movie Lovers Unit over there where Charlie and I sometimes do some episodes over there. Thursday night, I actually have Rossi McCree, independent actress, with me. We're going to be reviewing White Boy Rick, the documentary, at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. And, of course, we're also going to be doing our Falcon and Winter Soldier after show at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time on Friday. This is the season finale. You do not want to miss out on our spoiler show. Go ahead. Give us a like. Give us a share. It's always been a pleasure and a privilege to be able to interview you guys. um, We are doing our review on Saturday for the Mortal Kombat movie that is coming on HBO Max, released on Friday. So on Saturday, John and I will be doing the review for that. We're looking forward to it. Look, that movie looks awesome. So just wanted to let you know everybody know we're doing that as well. All right. So as always, until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Thank you. Thank You're you. very welcome. You're welcome. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to the audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.